Virtual supply chain. What are the risks to organizations and how can they mitigate them? Hi, this is Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today with Tom Kellerman. He's Vice President of Cybersecurity with Trend Micro. Tom, it's a pleasure to talk with you again. Thank you for taking the time. Tom, we hear a lot about supply chain risk, not so much about virtual supply chain. Can you talk about it some and give us a sense of what organizations of all sizes are perhaps overlooking? Well, in general, what organizations are not paying attention to is the fact that the criminal community, the hacker community, and criminals of all sorts are very much targeting managed service providers to conduct what's called island hopping uh, from that service provider into your ecosystem. Uh, the reason for that is the, the consolidation of data and the movement towards cloud computing. You know, a mid-market firm needs to obviously outsource a lot of their IT processes, but in that regard, it's imperative that you review those service level agreements and alter them to make sure that you have the same level of security for your data as it's hosted somewhere else half of the time. In a recent study by ISAC and Trend Micro, it was noted that, you know, of the major breaches that occurred last year, 33% of them were due to third-party systems being breached. But what's ironic is a year later, only 19% of those organizations actually changed their service level agreements to add security to those agreements with that third party that was the reason for the breach. And so we really need to pay attention to the systemic risk that exists now as we outsource much of our data into these managed service providers. Tom, let's talk about some of these virtual supply chain risks and the the specific threats. How do you see them manifesting in the marketplace? Well, if you understand the hacker's mindset, and, of course, there's many, many more of them now in today's world. Again, the FBI's number one criminal priority is cyber now. But less than 1% of these folks are actually successfully prosecuted. And where that's relevant is that they fully understand your dependency on these um, ephemeral relationships uh, these IT ecosystems that exist, and they're leveraging specific attacks in terms of trying to target either the websites or the mobile apps of these organizations to conduct what's called watering hole attacks, where in your website or the website of your managed service provider or your portal or the mobile app that you've created is essentially turned rogue, and it attacks people who visit it by pushing Trojans or malwares down the browsers of the visitors. And this is becoming highly problematic. Because back in the day, they used to do widespread phishing and targeted spear phishing, which still occurs, but now they're actually leveraging your assets against your user base. Tom, in a prior conversation, you told me you had two specific concerns, two phenomena you're seeing. One is strategic and one is tactical. Could you go into those details just a bit, please? Yeah, strategically, the organized crime syndicates of the world obviously have absorbed hacking into their, their mantra and their business model as well as the hackers themselves have many more uh, highly capable and sophisticated weapons that they're using to bypass perimeter defenses. In essence, though, what they're starting to do, though, is they're leveraging destructive payloads against targets for the purposes of either the primary intent or the cleanup mechanism once they've, they're done essentially exfiltrating your secrets or your sensitive data. And so what's going on now is many more organizations are hacking back and many more organizations are shutting off command and control of hackers when they're inside systems, is they're beginning to punish uh, with destructive payloads organizations that are doing a good job of incident response, which is troubling to say the least. Tactically, there's a new type of attack called ice fishing that we're seeing leverage in the wild. Here they're actually compromising your web server 
and then they're spearfishing your user base with legitimate links to your website, to your web server, except that those links are corrupted. It's not a redirection technique to some other site that's polluted per se that can then attack your user base with exploits, but rather your own web server is used in conjunction with a targeted spear phishing campaign where legitimate URLs from your own web server or from your managed service provider are being leveraged to attack your constituency. And that is a very troubling trend. Ice phishing, I think, will become much more mainstream because it is the more elegant form of phishing. So it strikes me this really reinforces the point that we've made before, which is that you don't have to go to a quote-unquote bad site, and you don't have to click on a quote-unquote bad link to be infected. Correct. And, and this, again, really speaks to the over-colonization that's occurring. We just need to respect the fact that web server security, mobile application security, are imperatives in today's environment. And essentially, the paradigm has to shift. So as a mid-market firm, you may not have the staff or the resources to fully deploy effective security. And you outsource your IT. But at the same time, you should choose that managed service provider, not just based on price points, but also based on what you think is a proactive strategy and a proactive procedural set that they have to manage these types of risks, not just focus on perimeter defenses, but actually take the next step to actually create defense in depth. I like the word you use, proactive, because it feeds into the next question I have, which is what sort of proactive advice do you have for organizations so they can, one, assess their risks, but, two, especially be able to mitigate them? Well, here's one specifically. I wouldn't ever outsource or use a managed service provider or a cloud provider unless they can verify to me that they've undergone a robust penetration test and remediated the attack facts that were identified in said test. So that's first. Second, it's imperative in today's environment to actually utilize what's called file integrity monitoring. You need to actually validate the integrity of your files and whitelist your applications because of the nature in which hackers actually pollute trusted files and trusted applications so that they can maintain a footprint within your system. Because of the advent and explosion of zero days in the past year, I would say virtual patching is fundamental. It doesn't solve the patching conundrum, but it gives you time. It solves that exploit now. It deals with that capacity of that adversary in the here and now, and it gives you more time to actually roll out your change control or your vulnerability management. In addition, you have to use a DLP in today's environment, and you have to ensure not just that you're using a DLP, but that your managed service provider is using a DLP so that you can control what data is actually exfiltrating from your ecosystem. And this really speaks to the fact that I think the paradigm that's necessitated here is less of creating a fortress around your data but more than creating a prison, make it more difficult for the adversary to steal your data and to walk out of your house with data. Make sure that the managed service provider also is on the same page with you. And then I think also fundamentally here, when you roll out your mobile program, because look, let's get real, everyone's doing the consumerization of IT. You're allowing most of your staff to bring in their devices. But take it a step further. Don't just deploy an MDM and think you're okay. Recognize and appreciate that many times hackers are attacking these mobile apps, conducting these attacks on those apps that you've built or apps that you trust your users to use. So there's a new phenomenon called mobile application reputation software. Can you validate and vet actually the, the, the sanctity, the, the righteousness per se, of that app when it's on a device? Because when it goes rogue, you should be aware and you should be able to shut it down 
We need to pay attention to these tactics in order to roll out our layered security in today's environment. And Trend Micro is really here to help you with that. Tom, as always, I appreciate your time and your insight. Thank you very much. Thank you. The topic has been the virtual supply chain. I've been talking with Tom Kellerman, Vice President of Cybersecurity with Trend Micro. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.